This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Tuesday the 16th of March 2021. And of course we in Australia along with many nations in the rest of the world are in the middle of a vaccine rollout which is very exciting but so far it's been a few weeks since we started the rollout here in Australia and more than 164,000 Australians have been vaccinated which is great but it's a lot less than we maybe would have thought that we'd be at at this stage, considering that the original goal was to have vaccinated 4 million people by April, which is in two weeks' time. So, Norman, what's the hold-up with Australia's vaccine rollout? Well, I don't know. Obviously, the government's feeling pretty sensitive about it because they had a long press conference about it on uh, Sunday, and they were talking about supply. Well, there's 1.3 million vaccines in the country, at least, if not more, by the time we talk today. There are 160-odd thousand people having got their first dose. So even if you're retaining half the doses, you would expect us to be getting towards the, the, the half-million mark. And I think they said that they're not retaining half the doses. I think that they're trying to get them out. 40% of the doses. Yeah, they said, well, maybe 40% they're holding back, not 50%. It was a bit confusing in the press conference, but the... Fact of the matter is, even if they're not holding back on doses, they could be getting even more out now. And I suspect it's um, that they're they're committed to doing it through general practice, but that's going to be slow. It's got its problems. It's you know GPs are not being rewarded for it. In other words, you're you're throwing the dice a lot on general practice. And I'm not being critical of general practice here. But it may be that you should just hand this over to the states and have mass immunisation. Just get these doses out there in large volumes. New South Wales is ramping up, and I think a few of the other states are as well, uh, with more locations. And you could just get this out there. The AstraZeneca one is much simpler to administer than the Pfizer. Focus the Pfizer on uh, the borders, quarantine workers and others that are in immediate contact, such as healthcare workers, and then just get it out there. Is it because they're trying to limit it to that phase 1A group is a relatively small group in the broad scheme of things? Is it because it's so f- such a specific group? Is that why it might be s- slow? I've, I've got no idea is the short answer to that question. It's just not that transparent. And I suspect that the perfect is becoming the enemy of the good. So even if you were to overreach on the priority groups to begin with, that probably wouldn't matter that much because you would be immunising younger people. I'm not saying you do that, but even if you were to broaden it out and just say who's available for these first doses and just get it out there, you're broadening it out almost certainly to younger people who are going to be the people who get infected and pass it on and you know, eventually catch up. And I just think that they're trying to get the perfect system going when, in fact, you could have a good system rather than a perfect system. We're still not at the point where we're getting locally produced doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine out the door yet. That's still ramping up in Melbourne. And so at the moment, all of our supplies coming from overseas, there's very limited resources worldwide. Could that be part of uh, the holdup? I suspect they're worried that uh, something might go wrong with the locally manufactured product. Let's say you've got an infection in the vat or something like that. We would be totally stuffed. We would not have... This is hypothetical, of course. Like, no one's suggesting that... No, no, but you can. And in fact, Astra has had some manufacturing problems and they've downscaled how much they're delivering overseas by quite a a large amount because they've had manufacturing problems. I think they've got one plant that hasn't produced much vaccine at all. So I think that um, these are important issues. Novavax has had manufacturing problems 
Pfizer had a pause while they upscaled their manufacturing. These are important issues. And the question is just how much you hold back and have as insurance should the local supply fail. But at the moment, we've got supply in the country. And the question is, are we just holding this back so that we're religiously following the priority list? Are we just getting it out there and getting to as many of those priority groups as we can get to? And if we can't get to them um, in this sort of initial phase, broaden it out beyond that. In a sense, that's what they did in Israel, is if they had vaccine left over, they gave it to younger people. Maybe we're being a bit unfair, though. It's, it's never. Australia Cast, vaccinates no, no, people. No, no, no. Never, never <laughs> well, we, you're right. We are. It's very complicated. Uh, to some extent, we are. But the states are getting their act together and they've got the infrastructure there. And what perplexes me is why they just aren't giving this to the states to do. The states will be able to deliver it. They know how they're, they're, they're learning how to do this. They've got the systems in place. They've trained people in the public sector. Uh, just get on with it. And those practices that are ready to do this in large amounts, they can get going too. But to expect small general practices, 50 doses a week, that's not going to get us where we need to be. Well, let's, let's talk specifically about one vaccine, this, the Pfizer vaccine. And what do we know about this security guard in New South Wales who has come forward as a positive case but actually had no symptoms and so far at least doesn't seem to have passed it on to anyone else? Do you reckon that could be the Pfizer vaccine actually working to help protect this person? It may be, but as CoronaCast listeners would know over the past 12 months, this is a virus that you're really not sure how it works. It tends to be, it tends to operate in super spreading environments rather than necessarily super spreading people. But it does depend on the viral load. And it is possible that this person had a reduced viral load, which was the vaccine kicking in. And when we spoke about this, and I think it was yesterday when we spoke about this, uh, I didn't actually quote a paper which is a really interesting paper from the United States. Just very briefly, they looked at 40,000 people coming into the American healthcare system for a medical procedure. And prior to the medical procedure, they had a COVID-19 test. These were screening tests done between December and February, middle of December to the you know, first week in February. And we were able to compare whether or not they were positive to the COVID-19 test relative to whether they were vaccinated. And what they found was really good news. This was the Pfizer vaccine, that 10 or more days after the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine, you got up to about an 80% reduction in asymptomatic infection. So when we say asymptomatic infection, we're talking about people who are not being infected um, without symptoms. So not, and those are the people who spread the virus in large numbers. So that's great news. And that um, the rate was possibly even higher and certainly very fast after the second immunization. So that the second immunization, you almost had that protection immediately after the second immunization, which, was, which may well be a tail of the first one, but, uh, or, as well as an effect of the second one. So this person in New South Wales was almost certainly infected prior to that 10 days. Therefore, the full effect of that first dose hadn't kicked in, but may well have had a reduced viral burden, as you say. And even if it was after 10 days, it's not 100%. It's 100% for severe disease, but not 100% for asymptomatic infection. So we're still going to get breakthrough from time to time, even with immunization. And then while we're talking about vaccines and their effectiveness, there's been a new study. Well, it's a pre preprint, hasn't been peer reviewed yet, but it's showing that Astra, the AstraZeneca vaccine looks like it's effective against some of the variants, at least in Syrian hamsters. 
Yeah, if you're a serine hamster, you're really in good shape here. It's great news. And it is a preprint, so you, you know, you've got to take that with a pinch of uh, COVID-19. But it does, it does show um, a significant antibody response. It, I, I don't think they're reported, as far as I can see, they're not reporting T-cell responses, which are really important, which is the immune memory for future effect. And we're still not sure about the effectiveness against severe disease in humans. There's still not evidence one way or the other on that, although it l there is some circumstantial evidence that the Astra would prevent severe disease in the South African variant, but that remains to be seen. So, But it's good news, and um, if it bears out, nobody wants the Astra vaccine to be second rate in this sense in terms of the variants, and if it turns out to be good, then um, happy days. And we're in such a good position in Australia that it's really easy to forget what's happening in the rest of the world. But our nearest neighbour is really struggling with uh, coronavirus by the looks of it. Yesterday, we heard the Queensland Premier saying that Papua New Guinea has quite high levels of the virus by the looks. Yes, they're, they're in the middle of a serious wave, which is increasing. And they're just a short tinny ride away from the Taurus. Um, and so the Queensland government is out there in the Torres immunising. They're immunising with the Astra vaccine. I can understand why, because it's easier to administer and easier to transport. But you would really prefer that Torres Strait Islanders in the Torres near Papua New Guinea would be immunised against the Pfizer vaccine because it only takes three weeks to get a full to get full coverage there. But one can understand that in that heat and with remote tr transport, it would be difficult to do. But at least they're getting protected. Well, that's all we've got time for on Coronacast today. But of course, you can ask your questions and leave your comments at abc.net.au slash coronacast and mention Coronacast so that we can find it. And we'll see you tomorrow. See you then.